0: You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. Without further delay, I want to bring your attention to the word of the Lord. The book of Leviticus, chapter 9, verse 22 to 24. Amen. The Bible says in Leviticus 9, 22, and Aaron lifted up his hand toward the people and blessed them, and came down from offering of the sin offering, and the burnt offering, and peace offerings. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out. And blessed the people, and the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the people. And there came a fire from before the Lord, and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. Tonight, I want to speak to you in a topic that says the altar sacrifices. The altar sacrifices sacrifices let's pray heavenly father in the name of jesus thank you for your presence that is already among us tonight and god thank you for the reading of your word and i ask lord jesus tonight that you minister to us lord have your way oh god speak to us in a special way and take your liberty oh god let your spirit move mightily and may we never be the same lord god hallelujah as we encounter you lord your grace your love and mercy and Lord, our oh God, hallelujah, I ask for anointing as your messenger preaches your word, I pray. And I ask all these things in the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. Amen. The altar sacrifices. Last Sunday, Pastor Carter taught on the subject, the altar call. He explained that the altar is the place of death. It's the place where we bring our Sacrifices. For what good of a purpose the altar is if there's no sacrifice? And after all, it's what it's all about. And every altar that was built in the Old Testament was always followed by the offering of sacrifices. When we talk about the altar, we cannot separate or neglect the subject of sacrifices. It's always accompanied when we talk about it. And... In the Bible, if the sacrifices were pleasing, then the Lord will accept it. All. On the other hand, it also means that not all sacrifices are acceptable before the Lord. We learned that from the story of Cain and Abel in the book of Genesis, God accepted Abel's sacrifice and rejected Cain's. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4, the Bible says, By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. There's also one account in the Bible in Numbers chapter 3, verse 4, and Leviticus chapter 10. We remember the account of Nadab and Abihu, where they were the sons of Aaron there. They offered a strange fire. In the tabernacle and as, as a result They were slain because of their Disobedience and Desecrating the altar of The Lord God was displeased with the sacrifices They offered That's why Jesus, well, that's why Jesus Christ Came as our ultimate Sacrifice for our Sins and to fulfill The role of the sacrificial Lamb and satisfy The demands of God's Justice and wrath through the shedding of His blood. The remission of sins became possible for us. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10 to 12. The Bible says, By the which we will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest then daily ministering and offering sometimes the same sacrifices... Which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. Because of our Lord Jesus Christ, there's no need of animal sacrifice anymore. He took our place and he became sin. That's why we can enter into, the, his, into his presence now without barrier, anytime, any moment, wherever we are, because that veil was destroyed through the blood, for, through the flesh of Jesus Christ that was in the cross of Calvary. In 2 Corinthians 5 and 21, for he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be the righteousness of God in him. Amen. And I'm so thankful. I don't know about you, but I'm so grateful for what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for me. I'm just a normal and common man. Hallelujah. But because of what he has done at the cross of Calvary, I'm now able into, to enter in into his presence, into the throne room of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Such a privilege for me. Hallelujah. To enter into his presence. I'm so grateful. For the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm so thankful for the sacrifice that the Lord Jesus Christ did in behalf of me and all of us. Now after that is, now because our faith is in Christ Jesus. By His grace we are now saved after that. We are now a new creature. And as we become a new creature, we also have responsibility We are now part of something greater than ourselves. And it's called the body of Christ. We are the church of the living God. It's not about the building, but we are the church of the living God. Christ didn't die for the building. He died for us. We are the church of the living God. Where the kingdom of God is established in us. Our laws, our Policies, privileges, and economy we live by now is based on the written word of God. His word is now our constitution. Being born again, believer, it means to say we are now born into a new citizenship. With a new identity under the leadership of our Lord and Savior, King Jesus Christ. And in this new living way. There are principles in the Old Testament as well that are relevant up until now. We may not build a physical altar like they did in the Old Testament. No live animals that has been presented. But in our relationship with God, as we come unto Him and as we walk with Him by faith, we build a place of altar in our lives, in our hearts, and where we sacrifice ourselves. And our desires, our plans, and our ways, and our ego, and our thoughts, and our hurt and pain. And we offer our sacrifices of praises and thanksgiving unto Him. We build a personal altar as we walk with God. We have have now a relationship with uh, our Heavenly Father, the Creator of the universe. The Bible calls it the living sacrifice. According to Romans chapter 12, verse 1. A living sacrifice. Three offerings. In the book of Leviticus nine twenty-two. we read, the Bible says there's three offerings that was given. A sin offering, burnt offering, and peace offering. The first one is the sin offering. What does this mean to us in, this, in our age and time? As a New Testament believers. In the Old Testament, sin offering is mandatory. It is a requirement for all the people in Israel. They have to give and offer the sin offering. And in the New Testament, tantamount to the principle of sin offering is now what we call repentance. It is something that we cannot bypass or take shortcuts as we as believers, everyone... It doesn't matter who you are and what you are and what you have done in the past. Everybody that is in here has to go through repentance. And we're still going to preach repentance. It may not be a popular preaching message. But in 2024, we're still going to preach repentance. It doesn't matter what the world will tell you. Hallelujah. But we still have to preach repentance. In Luke chapter 13 verse 5 I tell you nay but except ye repent ye shall all likewise perish. Repentance is turning away from your sin and facing towards the ways of God instead. Repentance is making sure that our lifestyle fits to the word of God and not the way and not other way around. Some people, some Christians would only cherry pick the scriptures and that will support their lifestyle to justify their wrongdoings. And some people will only go to church and chose to listen what they only want to hear. Sugar-coated preachings that will tickle their ear. And once the message confronts their ego, they'll just leave right away. They can't handle the truth because it confronts their lifestyle. May we as a church not come to a point where we become consumers only of the church and not be a participant where church attendance, giving, prayer, and worship is part of just our checklist box and you just stick it at the end of the day and tell yourself you put a tap in your back and shoulder and said, okay, I did this and this, I did this and did that and I'm good. It's not about the doing, church. It's about the being. God created us to be a human being, not a human doing. Amen. Come on. When the preaching of God's Word is declared, it doesn't matter if it's for you or not. There's got to be something within us that responds to the call Hallelujah, not because it's part of the program or the routine that we usually do. But it's because, it's because something in our heart and in mind, in our life, that's being transformed through the hearing of God's word that produces faith. Then church attendance and giving and prayer and worship becomes part of our lives it becomes of who we are it's not something that what we do it is the outflow and outcome of the result of our relationship with God I go to church not because I want to become a member but I go to church because I am part of the body of Christ I give not because I want to be blessed I give because He has blessed me so much. Hallelujah. The blessing that I don't even deserve. But hallelujah. Thank God. He blessed me anyway. That's why I give. Because He blessed me already. I pray not just because I have a need. But I pray because I want God in my life. I'm desperate of Him. I want to know Him. I desire to know Him more. I want to build relationship with Him. I worship not just to gain favor from the Lord. But I worship because I know that He is worthy of my worship. I worship Him because He deserves the glory, the honor, and the thanksgiving, and everything, every fiber of my being. He is worthy of everything I could give. It may not be enough. But I want to give it anyway because He deserves all the glory. I pursue holiness not because I want to be saved. But because I am already saved. And if that's not our intention and convictions, then maybe we need to ask God to search our hearts tonight. That's the sin offering repentance it is important church don't forget that don't neglect that don't leave that we gotta go back to the basics hallelujah it's part of who we are we can't be too boastful and prideful that we don't come before him in humility hallelujah to ask for forgiveness and change our ways hallelujah second is burnt offering. It means complete surrender. And like sin offering, burnt offering is voluntary. And the relevance of, as I've said, the burnt offering is complete surrender. The rule in burnt offering is to put the whole offering 100% without leftovers. Some of the offering, they have to take stuff and this and that and divide and gave a lot of rules but in this type of offering burnt offering they have to cons- put everything no leftovers when the bible says to love the lord your god with all of your heart soul mind and strength the key word for this is all This means that it takes a daily sacrifice that requires discipline. We offer everything that is personal to us. And put it all in the altar. And most of the time we struggle with this. We fight the concept of complete surrender. Because we want to be in charge most of the time. Or all the time. It's natural instinct that, you know, in our natural instinct, it will dictate dictate us that to not to let go. Because we want to be the one who is holding the steering wheel of our lives. One preacher said, the problem with a living sacrifice is that it always trying to crawl off the altar. Yeah, that's right. Always wants to crawl off at the altar. That's the problem with the living sacrifice. That's why in the Old Testament, the altars have horns that serves as hooks for the sacrifice so that the flesh, the carcass won't go away or, you know, it, it stay there. After they put it, it, it stabilizes there. It Hook it there. And you can read it in Psalms 118 verse 27, where the Bible says, God is the Lord. Which hath showed us light, bind the sacrifice with cords, even unto the horns of the altar. You bind that sacrifice so it will not crawl off. That's why every day, Paul said, I die daily. There's a struggle every time because every time you wake up in the morning, it always tries to go out of the altar that you put, you know, that you put in that altar. Always try to go. It's either Jesus Christ is your Lord of all or not at all. So We have to really give everything. All. But it's voluntary. God will not force you to surrender yourself to Him. It's our decision. We're going to want to do it. Make it. Because we want to do it because we love Him. All of our heart and soul and mind and strength. I have a question to ponder. I want to ask for everybody, for all of us, including myself. Question is, what do we have in our altar lately? What do we have in our uh, in our altar lately? Sometimes we may wonder, why am I losing the fervency? In the fire that I used to have. When I first met the Lord Jesus Christ. When I first encountered His love. When I first encountered, hallelujah, His, His power. When He first filled me with the Holy Ghost. And over the years, there's some things that, you know, you ask yourself, why am I losing the fervency? I'm not as, you know, on fire as I'm used to be. Have we considered the thought sometimes that, you know... That before, when we first got saved, we're so excited. We want to tell about Jesus all the time, and every day, wherever we are. We're so excited. We're on fire. We want to just live in. Uh, you know, you want you wanna you wanna stay at the church because you wanna be in His presence. I remember the first time that God filled me with the Holy Ghost, and after that, I felt like I can just live in the church. I just want. I don't want to go anymore. I just go. I don't want to go somewhere. I want to be in the church because there's something that's an excitement that I've never felt before. The power of God just transformed you when He filled me with the Spirit. I was so exo- I was so excited. There's a song that says, "Every day with Jesus," something along that line. It's sweeter than the day before. Every day with Jesus. What a love the Lord I am Falling in love. I don't know if you know the song, but or it's just me. Just I keep falling in love with him. Over and over and over and over again. I keep falling in love with him over and over and over and over again. What a safe see, there as the days go by. What a love with Lord, and I, I keep falling in love with Him over and over and over and over again. I love that song. In the Philippines, we always sing that song. Every day, you fall in love with Jesus over and over again. But the reality of the life is sometimes, does it work that way? There will be some moments that you feel like you don't you don't feel like want to... <laughs> You know, you, you have to drag yourself. You go to church, you're so tired. Or you're so, you're, you're so sleepy, you want to go to bed, but you have to drag yourself in prayer. And sometimes you ask questions about the things that are going on in your life. Question, really, Lord, do you really hear me? Do you re- are you really concerned about me? And those type of stuff. When reality of life hits you. But... The question is, do we still have that same desperation for God? That hunger and thirst for Him when we first believe? If your answer is no, if the reason why you're losing that fervency and fire, and I believe the reason why is because there's no longer have sacrifice in our altar. Where the fire of God can descend and consume it maybe because we have an empty altar. The Bible says in Matthew 3:11, "I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire." May the Lord Jesus Christ, when He baptizes once again, not just with the Holy Ghost, but also with fire. It is important that we are still on fire, church. Don't lose that fervency, that excitement, that desire when you first met the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let there be. Hallelujah. I I, I desire such a desire to worship God in excitement. Hallelujah. Not just. It's not just because it's part of your past. It has to be present right now. I pray that God baptizes us once again with the Holy Ghost and with fire. But that's going to happen if we put something in the altar for God to consume it. Lastly, peace offering. Peace offering, Psalms 27 verse 6. The psalmist said, And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in this this tabernacle of sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. This peace offering is also voluntary. It means the peace offering is relevant to us right now as our offering of thanksgiving unto God and this is a voluntary offering the Bible says that when we enter into his gates what do we need to have we have to have thanksgiving in everything Paul says you gotta have give thanks to God in First Thessalonians 5, 18 in our prayer Paul encourages us in Colossians 4 and 2 we are encouraged to have thanksgiving and guess what? When we all get to heaven, we will also give thanks to the Almighty God in Revelation chapter 7, verse 12. Thanksgiving. Don't lose, the hallelujah, that Thanksgiving in your heart, church. Yes, there will be moments that life is unfair. And sometimes you may complain, really, Because of what's going on and what's happening. But despite of all the reasons that the world will throw on you. Don't forget, hallelujah, to still have that thanksgiving in your heart. We are a thanksgiving church. Hallelujah. We need to, hallelujah, develop that posture of our heart. To give thanks unto the Lord. Hebrews 13 and 15 By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifices of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. May we as a church, the Mission Point Church, so people will know that we are a thankful church. It's my prayer that when guests come in, they will see us smiling because they see the reflection of The posture of our heart. That when we come into the gates, hallelujah, when we come into the church, there's a thanksgiving in our hearts. There's a rejoicing. That despite of the week that have passed, it may have a lot of reasons for us to complain. may be hard. It may be tough. But we got to have the attitude and heart of thanksgiving. We have to keep that in our life, church. To be thankful for our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Our text says in Leviticus 9 and 22 to 24. I'm going to go back to the one that we read earlier. And Aaron lifted up his hand toward the people and blessed them. And came down the offering of the sin offering and the burnt offering and the peace offering. When Aaron did this offering... The Bible said in verse 23, And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out and blessed the people. And notice this. And the glory of the Lord appeared unto all people. In verse 24, And there came a fire out from the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt sacrifice, the burnt offering, and the fat. When Aaron offered the sin offering, these three offerings, the Bible says that the glory of the Lord appeared unto all men. If we want to see the glory of God in our lives, we want to see the glory of God in our family, if we want to see the glory of God in our church, in our ministry, in every part of our lives, hallelujah, we have to consider in building an altar to God And offer sacrifices. Hallelujah to Him. There's this song we always sang With the lyrics that says. Show us your glory Lord. It's one of my favorite. Show us. Show us your glory. Show us. Show us your glory Lord. And I love that song. And when we sing that, I meant it with all of my heart. Because I want to see the glory of God. I want the move of God in our lives, in our churches. But guess what? It will take us more than just a song. To actually experience and behold the glory of God in our lives. Hallelujah. I'm about to close, but... I know I said that the altar is a place of death and sacrifice. And some of us may get scared because we are afraid of the altar the way it was presented. But I also want you to understand that the altar is not just a place of death and sacrifice. But it is also a place of refuge. In King David's family... The story, what, what happened to his life is His son Absalom, one of his sons Was the first to initiate rebellion in David's leadership As a king And then afterwards He has another son named Adonijah When Adonijah decided to do a self-proclamation Of being a successor of the throne of, of, the throne of David As a sign of rebellion which is new anyway for, for David. He did this because he, he, he knows that he is, the older, he is older than Solomon. So basically he was supposed to be next in line to the throne of David. So he did this self-proclamation. He had this captain and priest. And he offered and they celebrated. And there are some people that followed Adonijah and they held him as king. And upon hearing this news, David immediately appointed and anointed Solomon to be the next king of Israel. They celebrated, Adonijah celebrated his kingship, but it's not as the, you know, the term now legit. It's not legit. It's not true. It's not real. They just celebrated. He just did that assuming that he's supposed to be the one taking next to the throne of David. But David anointed and blessed Solomon to be the next king. And what happened is, when Adonijah heard this news that Solomon was the one who was anointed and appointed by King David, everybody panicked. Their party all of a sudden stops and they all start cramming out. They panic, and Adonijah ran towards the altar. In 1 Kings chapter 1 verse 50. And Adonijah feared because of Solomon and arose and went. And what he did is he caught on hold onto the horns of the altar. Adonijah's immediate response was he grabbed hold onto the altar when, when he made a mistake. When he did something terrible. His first response was, I got to run and go to the altar and take a hold of the altar as tight as I can. Because he was in trouble. Because he knew that when he is in the altar, hallelujah, he will not be killed by Solomon. Because the altar was a place of refuge. What I'm trying to say to you tonight, church, is the altar is not supposed to be a place where we run away from it but it's supposed to be a place where we should run towards it and take a hold of and have a grip as tight as possible when things go wrong hallelujah when we have committed mistake when we have we have done something terrible and hallelujah we're not supposed to go away go farther away from the altar but we should go and run to the altar because there is a play, place of refuge on the altar, there is safety, hallelujah, in the place of the altar. Church, hallelujah, hallelujah, we got to go run to the place of the altar. If we need safety, hallelujah, if we need refuge, go to the altar. As where the altar that you have built, go to the altar. Go to the altar. Shall we all stand tonight, church? Can I tell you this? I may have forgotten Lots of messages All throughout my years My life you know, I heard lots of powerful Messages Powerful preachings Life changing preachings And I know the Bible says that you know, Through the preaching of the word the, you know, That the salvation will come from The hearing of God's word And I love powerful preachings but if you're gonna ask me do I remember all those preachings that I've heard no probably some of us may not remember what was the last week's message what was the title not all the time we will remember the preachings that we heard but let me tell you this church I will never forget the moments when I saw people in the altar where they responded to the preaching of the Word of God, that when they come into the altar and surrender their life to Christ, I will never forget how the Lord changed their lives. I will never forget how they encountered the power of God and God delivered them from their addiction. Hallelujah. From the things that they struggle. In the altar, when people respond to the Word of God, I will never forget when people are filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Altar call may be underrated But it is a powerful moment In the lives of believers That when the preaching of the word of God Is declared There's going to be something in us That we respond to the call Amen In the altar It's where things The spirit would move and fix our lives And so tonight church I encourage everybody Let's build an altar to our lives To our family build an altar and not just build an altar but don't let your altar be empty there's got to be something a sacrifice that's been there it's always there present every day we sang the song earlier day and night night and day that incense arise In the old testament every day they change the incense it's always there going on every day and every day every night every day doesn't go out There's always a sacrifice. There's always a worship. Something going on in the altar. Same thing for us as a believer of Christ, as a children of God. May we not leave our altar and let's build actually our altar and have sacrifice. And you will see the fire of God. And you will see the glory of God will fall in your life, in your family. There's going to be an outpouring of God's fire. And the Holy Ghost and anointing. But we got to be willing, church, to build and go to the altar. So tonight, I want to open the altar. And I want to encourage, I don't know what's what's going on right now in your life. But this moment is where we allow the Word of God to fix us. This is the moment where we allow the Word of God to speak to us. As we come to the altar. Doesn't matter what sins you committed. Doesn't matter what past you have. Doesn't matter what sickness that you have. Doesn't matter what the things that are going in your life right now. God can fix it, God can minister to you, God can bless you. God can heal you oh come on somebody I don't know if you believe that tonight but my God that I serve is still a healing God my God that I serve is still a delivering God hallelujah my God that I serve hallelujah is still a powerful God hallelujah is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think hallelujah we are serving a powerful God